This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. The High Regard Show. It's a city full of rats. Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is the High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, it don't get better than that. No, sir, it doesn't. Hey everybody, welcome back for another week. Hello, hello. And what a week it is. We actually got... What, would you say it's maybe the longest interview we have ever done? I really think it has. Yeah. Yeah. What It really was. <laughs> I mean, it is absolutely insane. Like how some people, they don't feel comfortable doing interviews. And right. you know that's how it works out. Mm-hmm. And you get them and you know they kind of want to rush. And then after a while, like things start going good and you get them for a little while. But they already committed to like kind of saying, you know, I got 20 minutes to spare or whatever. Sure. Which is what I thought was going to be the case with this week's interview. I figured 20 minutes and we're done. No. No, because we just ended up having a really good conversation. It was awesome. And I feel like this was an interview weeks in the making. It really was. <laughs> like it, took... it took a while to get like everybody's schedule down, including ours, because shifting was just kind of crazy. Yes. And I feel like we made it just under the wire, because next week... We's on vacation. We're going to be recording live from Montego Bay, Jamaica. Jamaica, man. <laughs> I said a man. I'm going to be looking for everybody with that accent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. All right. So we got a lot to like cover tonight because, like I said, the interview is really long. So why don't we just get into a you heard and then uh, get the get the show on the road. So, this week's You Heard comes to us from the A train between 125th and 120, or I'm sorry, between a... Are you sure you know where this train is going? (laughs) It's between 125th and 145th. And there was a gentleman that was discussing, I have no idea what, but he was talking very loud and he was at the other end of the train and all of a sudden, like just what rings out over all the other noise on the train is, there might be raccoons there, you know. And then that's what piqued my interest. And I was like, well, what the hell is this guy talking about? Why wasn't I paying attention to him instead of getting pissed off at the people near me? Like, I should have been paying attention to this guy. What's weird is you now said that. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> you said that. And you paused for a minute and looked at me. And I'm like, what do you want me to say to that? <laughs> like, I really don't know what to say to that. And it's kind of funny because this week's interview, we talk a little bit about raccoon. We do talk a little bit, and other forest and animals. Other, yes, and other New York City animals, <laughs> indigenous to New York City, which you wouldn't think a raccoon is indigenous to New York City, but apparently it is. 
Well, it is the melting pot, Nikki. It is. <laughs> <laughs> like everything comes here just to blend in with Human, everything else. Human, animal, whatever. Just <laughs> bring me your tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even if you're, an, yeah, if you're furry, it doesn't matter. Just come on in. <laughs> so that is this week's. You heard. Thank you very much. All right. So, as we mentioned, special guest today. Yes, we have comedian Liz Barrett. Um, she, we actually met with her in Central Park, and it was kind of a little bit of a cluster because she got stuck on a train. So she had this horrible, you know, trip getting in to do this interview, which you know we can understand because you never know what you're going to get sometimes with the New York City train. And we also got kicked out of our original venue, which is a park like on 50th that we just that near a nice little waterfall that would have been like so ambient and beautiful. We got kicked out because apparently they don't take to recorders kindly. And what a complete bunch of bullshit because other people were recording there. And I've been in that park where little bastards have been like throwing rocks and shit. So like you're you allow rock throwing, but not just recording, which harms no one. Yeah, well, it was kind of weird because when the guy first walked up to us. We had, because they have little tables and chairs set up there, Mm -hmm. which is why we thought, like, oh, this will be a great place. Everybody could be comfortable. We can all be sitting there. And then next thing you know, we have the recorder set up. We have the mic set up. Liz is, like, you know. She's en route. Yeah, she's, like, a couple of train stations away. Right there. It would have been so easy for everybody. And next thing you know, this weird fucking guy comes over. This fucking guy. And I only know that he's a security guard because... If you don't work in the city, you would just think some guy is coming up to you in a suit. Because they don't have any, like, badges or anything like that. They're not, like, normal security guards. And he comes over and he's just, like, staring at us. And he goes, you this? And I was like, (laughs) what? And he goes, this? And I'm like, I don't even know what you're saying at first. And I thought maybe he was from my building because I work across the street. And I thought he was going to come over and do something. Next thing you know, he's like, can't. And I'm like, can't record <laughs> and i'm like going am i doing your goddamn job for you and kicking myself out of the park <laughs> at this point in time so we pack it up run down to central park now we're on the like texting liz and trying to tell her like you know hey meet us in central park we'll meet you outside of this address because central park is huge right yeah but it all worked out but it all worked out and we wound up in a location where we found a couple of weeks ago and it ties directly into the raccoon. Because this is like a little waterfall. And there in the distance, in the middle of the daylight, is this massive raccoon just crawling over this waterfall. And I've seen a raccoon or two in my day. And this was the biggest raccoon I have ever seen in my life in New York City. Like, you know, just inside Central Park from from Central Park South. Like, the Essex House is right across the street. A raccoon across from Essex House? You have a better fucking location than I do. <laughs> I you can't help but think, like, are we in an episode of, like, Home Alone? Because I feel like Macaulay Culkin should just be, like, running around the city and making friends with raccoons <laughs> and weird homeless people in the park. And, like, you know, very bizarre. Yes. How bizarre. Bizarre. So we set up all of our equipment. We sat down. We're ready to roll. What happens, Nikki? I screw up the first question. You did. I did because you I. Do. 
I get uncomfortable holding a mic and we had to like, instead of having it in front of me, which I don't really handle very well either, I had to personally <laughs> be responsible for holding it up in front of my mouth. And I'm very lazy, as we, as you you know if you've listened to the show before. Like I just, I'm inherently lazy. So the first question with Liz Barrett, who is a comedian, um, if you haven't gathered from what I said pre- prior. I think we mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, you know, we found out about her because um, she was performing at Comedy Club Caroline's Comedy Madness um, back in March, you know, because they did like a bracket thing. And she was the um, f- only female in the last two weeks of the bracket. Um, and she was also part of the club's breakout artist comedy series last month, which is where we saw her when she was headlining Caroline's, which Mm -hmm. was a really great and fun time. So my first question to Liz, (laughs) which you cannot unfortunately hear, but you can hear her answer. So that's good. Cause she knows how to use a microphone apparently, (laughs) (laughs) which I think comes with the territory. (laughs) Yeah. Not, not somebody who's on a podcast every week. That person has no idea how to use a microphone, but of course Liz would know how to use a microphone. Hey man. (laughs) <laughs> it keeps you on your toes. <laughs> it certainly does. I certainly wouldn't want to shorten your editing time. <laughs> Thank you. I very much appreciate that. So, of course, we're going to start off by asking Liz when she knew she was funny and how she knew she wanted to pursue a career in comedy. All right. Let's roll that bean footage. Uh, well, I always knew I was kind of funny. I told funny stories. Uh, but then I started comedy because I, I took a class basically like six years ago that, um, yes, in the city. Cause I had lost my job and my friend was like, you should take a comedy class. And then my parents were kind enough to be like, yeah, we'll pay for your comedy class. Even though I was way beyond having my parents pay for anything basically. Cause I'm old, but, uh, so, but, uh, so I just took it sort of as a fluke cause I was having a bad summer, uh, basically. Yeah. So that's, that's how that happened. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. And the, just so, like, there were other women in the competition, but then once the, the, uh, the, I think the quarterfinals came, I was there at last. Right. There were still a lot of talented women in the okay, competition. Great. Just so, you know. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, you came from an army family that moved yes. around a lot when you were a kid. How did that influence, like, how you, you know, kind of developed your comedy chops? I think that it helps to, get, to be able to um, get along with lots of different types of people mm-hmm. and kind of understand different types of l- people and um, also kind of read people. And so it helps to read audiences. Sure. I think that's the main thing. And do you remember the first joke you ever wrote? Well, I ha- so I was in the class, which is everybody doesn't, a lot of people don't like comedy classes, but I liked it because it gave me a structure and I had no idea what I was doing. Right. Like a lot of people are, you know, they went to theater school, they have some basis mm-hmm. in entertainment I had done. Um, so it, it makes you like, right. Right. And I just had terrible joke. Like I was horrible. I was actually going to quit the class. I oh was no. like, it's six, was six weeks and four weeks in. I was like. I'm terrible at this but then one night I stayed up and wrote these jokes right um, because my friend had given me a tip about writing jokes and I did pretty well in the class so I'm like eh I'll stay and um, so that's how it happened but I would have like really lame jokes like uh, (laughs) I live in Gowanus go anus like I mean it just they weren't good they weren't like and the other when I was preparing for Caroline's I'm like let me go back 
See if there's anything in there I could like, you know, pick out. And there was nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Not even anything I could go back and like totally rewrite. Redo, it was just yeah. h- horrific stuff. <laughs> and what what did you do before this? Like, what did you do before? Well, I I used to work for nonprofits and do PR communications okay. for them, mainly like um, advocacy groups, like Ralph Nader groups. Okay. And then actually, I'm a lawyer. Uh, wow. I say I say that like I don't know I'm a lawyer like <laughs> dreadfully but um, so I am an attorney um, and I still do that part time but this is taking up more and more wow. time basically wow I didn't expect that to be yeah I, nobody awesome. does so <laughs> that's why yeah yeah <laughs> and when we saw you at Caroline's you know you were joking about your family your husband and Barstow where, um, in California where your parents live do they ever get mad being used as <laughs> fodder and other well, limits they have never seen i don't know I, my someone may have shown my mother m- my clip <laughs> from access but she was like somebody sh- she's not on facebook but some woman or my sister like showed her my facebook feed and was like you know what you are kind of funny <laughs> and then um just from like my tweets i guess and my father is convinced the whole act is about him <laughs> And so, no, I don't think so. I mean, I haven't really told them the Barso stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I, p- performing in front of like your family and friends is kind of uh, uh, awful. Like, yeah, yeah. my yeah. in-laws haven't seen me, <laughs> and I'm kind of like, uh, I don't think they're gonna think I'm funny because, like, over dinner, they're ne- they don't ever think I'm funny. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm like, I don't want them staring at me for like half an hour. Right, just, right. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we can't make Caroline's. I'm like, okay. It's all Damn. Right. Damn, <laughs> I can't. Although my half heart, you know, then I'm like, ah, it's two less people. But anyway, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so. Yeah, but no, I'm like, one day they're going to see me and I'm going to be like, they're going to be like, ah, <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. What is this? I don't get it. Yeah. I don't ever want my mom to listen to the show because she is uh, yeah. she's quite a driving force of our content. Uh, yeah. It's like, mm, we'll just keep that separate. It's yeah. amazing how similar like your family is to Nikki's family. Oh, really? Every time you would say a joke, I'm like, that's your dad. We just and kept like, looking else, at I'm each like, other. That's your yeah. mom. Really? Yes. They're so, I thought they were just so bizarre, my parents, that no one could possibly. Like for a long time, I'm like, I'm never getting married because no one would. They'd be like, who are these people? <laughs> and even my husband now is used to them and kind of like, you know, he, he loves, you know what I mean? But right. like, I was like. See, I wasn't lying. He's like, no, I really thought, like, oh, she's just exaggerating. (laughs) (laughs) You can't make some shit up. (laughs) Where do they live? Pennsylvania. And they're Uh, Republican. So take that as you will. (laughs) Yeah. My parents weren't always. Well, my dad is. He's not. But I think. You know, we grew up like with like um, working class, like u- pro union. Yeah. My dad was, you know, enlisted in the military, but like somehow, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It happens to them all, I think. Yeah. And then there's me and my sister is like this, like, you know, lesbian <laughs> Democrat. I don't know even what that means. But anyway. Um, what is, does your sister live? In the city, or does she Pittsburgh. live back there? Okay. okay, so she's she's in a city. It's a, there's the difference. It's yeah. a city area. Yeah, it's a Yeah, and we're just and they're very religious. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> who do you um? Who was the first comedian you remember seeing or being influenced by? Um, I think Ellen, actually, okay. like really like. Although I don't know, I really did like Bob Newhart as a kid. <laughs> 
because um, she were compared to Bob Newhart yeah. as a kid, right? Although my style really isn't like Bob Newhart, <laughs> no. like, but at the time, I don't know. I guess at the time, I don't know. That's what my <laughs> whatever. But uh, so yeah, those people, those t- those types of comedians, um, were, were really the okay. ones. I never went like. I never knew about like alt comedians really yeah. as a kid because we were pretty mainstream people. Right. So it's not like I heard about like other. Right. Yeah. Okay. Although I always like absurdist. I always like like um, Andy Kaufman and stuff. Okay. Like I liked Taxi growing up because right. it was so hilarious that show, <laughs> you know. But like at pretty out there. Yeah. Even for, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And what's your writing process like? Is it something that you do every day? Like, do you carry a notebook with you? Or I always carry a notebook. Um, you know, the, y- the young people, they're always doing it on their phones, and they have their whole set on their phones, and I don't do it like that yeah. at all. And usually I write out my set and blah, blah, blah. But then I have just, like, 97 copies of this. I don't know. It's bad. But <laughs> um, so I am trying to get much more, like, uh, writing. All I write a lot on the subway, actually. I can imagine. <laughs> Um, and then it just, you know, if I just need to be much more, uh, there's some people I think who are, are much more like I sit down and write 20 minutes a day yeah. and I don't do that, but I have to, I think I have to get to that. Yeah. Uh, cause I need a lot more material. Okay. Yeah. Basically. And you know, we've been to comedy clubs over the years and I just, I love asking this question because it seems lately that some people just don't remember laughter. Like we've gone, no matter how funny a comedian is, there's just people that are miserable. You know? I never understood it. And like, you're paying to be here. Yeah. And like, you know, um, I was performing and this really great host was like, you know, if you don't like this person, another person's coming along. But it's not even that. It's like they don't even laugh. I, it's yeah. bizarre. I mean, if you don't like my style or like me, that's okay. But um, but you can find something funny yeah. in just about anybody. Like and also what I was talking to a comedian the other day about how, like, some audiences just don't laugh. And a comedian said to him, it's like they're watching TV. Like, they may be entertained, but they're not right. going to laugh out loud. And I love the audiences who are always not laughing and then after the show are like, and sincerely, not just like right. fake. They're like, you were so funny. And I'm like, you know, you couldn't laugh. <laughs> it would have been helpful Because it really screws up my, like, the whole thing gets screwed up if right. there's no laughter. I can burn, my jokes, I could burn through a hundred jokes. I'm like two minutes right or have those jokes for 45 minutes like it's very <laughs> right yeah you know it just so do you think that that's something that you've seen change in audiences over the last few years or is it just well it's hard when you're first starting out because you're on a lot of shows with like it's pretty rough comedy mm-hmm. i mean so now i'm at a, starting to get to a level where i'm on shows with better people right and um, that's when I see it because I'm like, okay, these people are pretty much pros, close to pros, you know, right. they might not be famous. Um, and even then audiences are like, what? And I'm like, mm. so I, I notice it now more, yeah. um, type of thing. And I think people, just a lot of people are reserved in like New York. There's so much comedy that com- New Yorkers are like, eh, can you impress me a little bit? You know? <laughs> And then when you get outside, they're just very reserved. And then afterwards, they're so, like, complimentary and nice and, like, whatever. So it's just, like, two different sort right. of dynamics that lead to the same, like, non-laughter. <laughs> yes. Where you're like, uh, 
this is great. <laughs> you know. And, and speaking of non-laughter, we've been to a couple shows. <laughs> of where mine where no one <laughs> no, laughs? No, yes. no, no. Where, <laughs> where I get the yeah. dead stares? Okay, okay. but. Sorry. What, what about election stuff? Like this year, people are like, it, we've been to so many shows where like election jokes are like, they just fall really flat. You know, how do you handle a situation like that and well, you know well, whether it's an election joke or not i don't do um i don't do uh current event okay. material because it really has like no shelf life right like i might tweet something but even now i'm sort of reserved in like i might have thoughts about stuff or jokes but i don't tweet them because i just don't want to get involved I mean, right it's not my type of comedy anyway so yeah. if i'm gonna you know, if someone's sort of starting to follow me or whatever, I don't want to turn them off with the Trump joke sure. just because whatever. Right, okay. Because um, that's <laughs> not even me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's not... Yeah. Um, whatever. But so, uh, I think you, you know, I always say to comedians, you've got to walk before you run. Like, there are some people who are super good at it, who then can, like, you know, deal if a joke, whatever. Right. But some people, I think, just try to try it, and it's never going to go well. Right, right. But I do think people are a little touchier in audiences this year, like a little tenser about yeah. it. Yeah. For me, um, it's taken a long time to, because my style's so, like, like when you tell a story, you can have sort of ebbs and flows and laughs mm -hmm. and not laughs. And my style is, like, if someone, if they don't laugh, it's, like, dead silence right. of like well they didn't get that joke or that night or whatever so I've got tried to get better about like having saves basically okay all right. About like oh you don't like the dark whatever right um, so you read your audience and then kind of yeah. just yeah right. I mean I like it when I can do like a lot of my dark humor and you know yeah. that's not all the time right so I just try to test it out with one joke and then like not I that I have buckets of dark humor <laughs> but I like my like sort of more you might have dark stuff yeah a yeah I see one under the, d the yeah, bench yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so it's I mean you know I have to get better at it but um yeah the saves and especially with this sort of style you have to have them right um because it's just weird like sometimes a joke that kills people be like what like and they're not on the ride with you mm -hmm. but th that's what's nice about having longer sets too like when you have a short set you have to get you right. have to get all the laughs out sure but like at caroline's i could just sort of you know or longer sets anyway right you can kind of ebb and flow and if okay. they don't get one it's fine there's Keep gonna going. be another one yeah exactly yeah. all right well i'm going to turn the mic over to tom now and give him a turn to talk oh, oh. oh see i wasn't sharing i know <laughs> This is true. But when you do a podcast, you can lie. I know. <laughs> so I know. it works out that way. It's it's like old-timey radio. Yeah, it's fantastic. Right? I'm glad because I am not, well, you'll laugh because you've seen my act, but like, you know, I'm You're even right. low energy for myself today. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, this deadpan just doesn't happen. It's a whole thing. It's I an art work. Form. It's yeah. an art It's form. an art form. It is. It is. You've got to perfect these things. I know. You do. You do. So if you don't want to say, you don't have to. But where did you take your first class at? Oh, I'll say. Okay. Um, Manhattan Comedy School. Who was your first teacher? Uh, Corey Kahaney. Do you know her? I sure do, because I took a class with her. Oh, really? I got to know before. Manhattan Comedy School? Well, she is, She. I loved her because she's a really a joke writer. Okay. She's a joke fixer. Like, if it's a bad joke, she knows how to like work with you to fix it mm -hmm. but she can be tough like it's she's not for everyone like right. some people like at that school there's karen bergering too 
who's a little more, uh, you know. She's I, way I, easier. I had her y- first. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they both have pros and cons to them, which right. is good. Um, but I, ju- I had Corey. And I think it was probably good that it kind of pushed me uh, to, it just pushed me more, you know. What did she, like, uh, your delivery? Yeah. Oh, well, so, that didn't come for years later. So she didn't know about it in class? No, no, no. <laughs> like a year, like I did comedy for like a year and a half maybe, and I was not good. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out what I wanted to say. And I, I was starting to get on these shows, and I was like, I have no business being on these shows. Like I'm bad. And I was producing a show, and I just stopped even performing on the show. So I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I kind of took, like, nine months off. I mean, I may do a mic, like, every couple months, but mm-hmm. that's not really doing it. Right. So then about three years ago, I took another class, Jessica Kirsten's class, and she really helped me to pull out what I wanted to do and mm-hmm. this current delivery and style and so on and so forth. Because it suited who you were more? Yeah. I okay. mean, people are like, are you like this all the time? I'm like, no, my husband would be like, I'm out. Like, <laughs> no one could live with that. But it's an extension of right. me. Like, my friend who my very good friend like when he first saw me and then when I did the current th- thing that I do he f- he said the greatest compliment he's like well that's like talking to you right. I mean not really because <laughs> that would be psychotic but like <laughs> you, nobody but like that is who you are on state that what you're saying now so um so basically, yeah. And I feel like that's the hardest part. Is it's like the finding part. who you are when right. you go on stage because you become something else that you're not. That's not you really, but it is. It is. It's weird. It's like because a public you, like yeah. a more public you. Yeah, and um, that's the hardest thing. And like people are always like, if they're asking me advice now, and I'm like, well, I don't know. Today, I like, I don't know, had an <laughs> awkward yoga class. It's not like you should. <laughs> I'm not like, you know, whatever. But so they and I said, well, you have to figure out what you're doing. And I I think what happens, too, is people get so wrapped up in like getting on shows and things like that, Mm -hmm. that like you shouldn't really get. I understand why you do, because I had some of that, too. But you shouldn't just work on the mics and like getting what you're trying to say, Mm -hmm. because you got to have something like especially for me I was like I don't want to just be like this older woman talking about like I want to say something distinct right and uh, hopefully I do do that so yeah and it definitely <laughs> was and it's so weird because while I was waiting for you last night I was actually watching the new heart show oh. which is on reruns and I was like Where? going how odd is this one of these like WLIG like some Ooh, really high up channel. Channel. channel or something which right? one the, the one with Suzanne Plachette or the one with the inn which are the both one with the good. Oh, the well, both are good. Yeah, Larry Darrell and Darrell. Uh, and, Larry Darrell and Darrell is my <laughs> favorite <laughs> growing up. Like they were my Larry Darrell and Darrell were the best thing they ever. Really were. They were the best. Did you have a Larry? I feel like everybody has like at least one of the three in their lives at some point. <laughs> yeah. <in time. laughs> my, yeah, my brother-in-law is kind of like, <laughs> wow. doesn't say much, but um. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, I have to track yeah. that down. I I will definitely email you. Yeah, email me where One channel it's on so you can find it. It's yeah. like 1140-something channel I also on. wonder why Netflix doesn't have, like, Taxi. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's where, so weird. And Mary Tyler Moore they don't have. Yeah. Like, those are some good classics. Good we classics. downloaded, I think, the first five seasons of Carson. We did, yeah. We did Carson. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
That's good stuff. That's but a lot of material. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a that's lot, a, yeah. That's a lot. But yeah. it's so good, and people don't do it anymore. I don't know. It's just everything changed so much over the years. It's just yeah. Yeah. more shock humor, I feel like. Everybody's just out more for shock value or... I know, and I'm not reality. like... reality, yeah. I just am not like that. Mm-mm. Like the Tonight like the Tonight Show now feels more sketchy to me in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. Yeah. Um, but it's fun, you know, like I like it. It's like yeah. light and yeah. just funny. I don't necessarily watch it, but I watch it like on clips the next day. Sure, yeah. And it's like fun, lighthearted stuff. I like it. It's definitely know. cool. Yeah, so but it's different. It's way, way it's different. way different. Yeah. What was the other show we started watching? And then you were so excited to see it. And then we started watching it and you were like, oh, this oh is awful. Oh my God, awful. Dick Cavett. Like oh. I was like, I love oh, old TV. Yeah. And I got like real, I was like, oh my God, Dick Cavett. And then it was just like, what the hell my is this? like Smothers Brothers, yeah. Yeah. all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But it's not on Netflix. I wonder why. Why it's not. A, it must yeah, be too expensive know. to buy a Maybe. show or something. Some of them might be on Hulu though. Hulu gets like Hulu's a dumping oh. ground of really good stuff. Because I yeah. wanted to see, you know, the classic Mary Tyler Moore, the yeah. final episode. But then I was going to have to get a DV. Like, I'm like, oh. no, I don't want any yeah, of that. Yeah, who, who can't? Yeah, who, nobody yeah, has time for that. that. <laughs> hmm. I wonder if they have that on download. I'll take a look for you. <laughs> take a look. Take yeah. a look. Because that's good stuff. You know, Mary Tyler Moore was also that hilarious. That was such a good stuff. But yeah. I was always more pro. Like, I was a Rhoda, you know, okay. more. Okay. <laughs> You definitely seem more like a Rhoda. Yeah, I was more like a Rhoda. Yeah, I mean, related more to her. And just to go on stage, I feel like you have to have a little Rhoda in you. Yeah, because it's yeah. not easy to get up there in front of people. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's uh, what we were talking about. We were, Rhoda? No. Well, going up on stage? Going up on comedy stage. Comedy school? Oh, comedy school. So, <laughs> yeah, so I would, but, you know, even if you don't do, like, Jessica Kirsten is a miracle worker with POV. I send people to her all the time because that's really, like, the problem is when you have a very strong POV, people are either into it or they're not mm-hmm. into it. And you can kind of, like, you know, I mean, I'm at the point now where I can kind of bend you to my will, but... There's still sometimes, like, I can tell from my first joke if people are on board. Right. I really can. And, like, to what degree. And then every couple months you get an audience, it's, like, wild, rabid beast for you. And you're like, <laughs> woo, you know, but that's not. Right. That's but not it's all, it makes it all worth it, though. Yeah. Just that one audience makes yeah. all of that crap up to that point. Or, like, you it. can't <laughs> even say, like, sometimes you can't even say the jokes because they're too, yeah, yeah, wound up about it. <laughs> You're like, all right. I've seen the people do that. Yeah. <laughs> Never actually experienced that part. <laughs> so open mics, did you have to do a lot of, I, I, I know that they use, uh, Corey especially, like loves to promote the open mics. Um, yeah, you have to do the open mics yeah. for many reasons, not just, you just have to do them for a lot of reasons and it can get very, um, I mean, you know, listen, there's like some 25 year olds in New York who are doing like 10 mics a night. I never did to that level, right. but I consistently was out like most nights doing like two, maybe three, you know, depending on how much I could get in. Right. Um, and you have to do them because, and now I've gotten, I don't do as many open mics cause I can't sit through a lot of them <laughs> and I don't want to be like an, a, a jerk, you know, but, um, and, so, and a comedian told me now, like a working one, he's like, you don't have to go to like, but he, you still have to go to, like I went to an open mic Wednesday, that's good. So I just go to specific ones I know for specific reasons. Right. Like I have a woman's mic I go to 
it sounds so weird, like a woman's mic, but uh, to, to gauge like jokes for women, you know. Right. Right. So that's what I'm doing now. But y- at the beginning, you really do have to, and it's sort of like this sounds harsh, but it's kind of like separates the men from the boys mm-hmm. of people who are going to be committed. Like now at this level, where I'm still like at a very low level, like. I see why certain things are done as they're done right. and why people do certain things because there's a lot of people doing it and you kind of have to figure out who's really going to. Yeah, you got to weed them out. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to weed them out. I mean, it sounds harsh, but. But it's, it's really what it's it is. Yeah. really what it it's is. It's like anything yeah. else in life. Really. Yeah. Right before I went on Access, I ran my set in an open mic and not one person laughed. Not one. That's got to be confidence. And then I was <laughs> like, well, and then I went on TV and did great. So you can't always gauge. And there is some jealousy mm-hmm. and there's all sorts of factors that play sure. into it. So if you can get a chuckle from some, I always, you know, I'm at a point where even when I was first starting out, if you make me laugh, I'm going to laugh. I'm not going to be an a-hole about right, it. I right. just, I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm just not. But um, that's not the overwhelming vibe that goes on like most people are like you know yeah and now it's mics are kind of weird for me too because now they're like i don't know there is a certain amount of like you know who are you you know i don't know there's a weirdness now (laughs) so i think after a while too when you get to a certain point you can't go to mics because people are like screw you right are you getting that a little bit not overall not the mics that but a little bit okay yeah Okay. Where they're like, oh, we're not going to laugh at that just because we're in a mood about so everything. So catty. Yeah. It, I mean, it <laughs> can be very supportive, and I have a lot of supportive people. Right. But it can get a little catty. And my thing with comedy, too, is like, it's you're looking for people to validate you who are trying to do the same thing mm-hmm. at open mics, which gets hard. Yeah. Because they're trying to... They're trying to do it, too. And, like, it's sort of one of the only places where you're looking for the same people in the same field to validate you. It's kind of weird. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but you know what I'm saying? No, I I totally get that. Yeah. And I feel like it is, for the most part, very supportive. Overall, it's very supportive. Um, And you kind of just avoid the people that kind of have a negative energy about it. Mm -hmm. And also, like, now I'm six years in and there's people dropping out. Um, It's kind of... I've been told it's kind of a weird time to be like right now people either drop out because they're still not really making money at Mm -hmm. it and they don't know where it's all going and so the people you're trying to keep going and it's just a weird time because you're not professional but you can't do what you used to do with mics and like shows so you're kind of it's like middle school or something (laughs) right yeah. Well, what is the goal for you? Is it is it more stand-up or is it to get in? Because I feel like so many people do this just to get in TV. Well, that's yeah. the thing, too. Like I say to people, you got to figure out. I mean, nobody really knows what they're doing in anything. <laughs> right. But um, <laughs> I feel like my, like, I'm a writer. Okay. So what I would like to do is, like, through my, with my getting by bit that mm-hmm. I do, like, do a web series with that or do a website or that sort of thing. And everyone's like, you should have a sitcom. And I'm like, uh, you know, I think I'm not sure I would be in the sitcom, but I would like to write a sitcom about like something like that. So and I think I'm a joke writer, like I'd like to be a writer. for. So I think and for longevity for me, I think the writing is where it's at, because basically then you have a credit for other stuff you can get into. Sure. It's not going to be me 
not that I'm not going to do that too, do road work, but like I can't be on the road 50 weeks a year. Right. I just can't. Right. Um, and I love to perform, but I think for longevity purposes, the writing is where. And I'm not an actress, so some comedians are actresses too. So of course it would lead into a sitcom t- sort of thing. Um, that's when you got it all, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's acting and looks and everything yeah. else. And then I, but that's then they're I like, not oh. right. I don't know. It's not everybody doesn't have it all. You know? Right. I yeah. mean, I guess a few people do, but if you got two out of three, though, yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. For the so most I part. think for you know, I'd like to maybe write you know just pivot some of my stuff into more material for writing purposes. Sure. I think. Um, what's been the most surprising thing about presenting this show? The Grin and Barrett show. Oh, the Grin and Barrett show. Well, you know, for I did that beginning. We're cel- we're celebrating me. I, I don't know why. Everyone's like, "Who's Grin?" I'm like, "There's no one." Um, <laughs> it's what happens when you laugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's happening with you, Liz? I uh, so I started three years ago. It's the third anniversary in uh, July, uh, the second Thursday of the month. I'm a terrible <laughs> promoter, my husband says. But anyway. Um, <laughs> we'll put it all I in the show for you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I did it just for stage time, basically. And then okay. you trade with other producers and things like that. Now I've gotten to the point where I want it to be, um, we have, uh, have we again, I have a killer lineup <laughs> for the third anniversary of really like Corinne Fisher, who has the Guys We Fucked mm-hmm. podcast. It's super popular and like just higher end, like more pro comedians um, to do the show uh, as as opposed to like me trading with people or, you know, type of thing. Okay. Uh, so that's where it really stemmed from. It's just hard to get um, people in the audience. And like some people don't care about getting people in the audience, but I've always been. An audience makes the show so much better. And, um, you know, I just feel responsibility for comedians who are, like, taking their time to do the sure. show. I don't charge, um, you know, to have somebody there to tell a joke to they could get some feedback on. Mm-hmm. So I had it at the Grizzly Pair, which is, it's actually a good venue for comedy, but it's big. So if I, even if I had 15, 20 people, which is good for a bar show, it was a huge venue. Right. So now I'm at Beauty Bar. I don't know if you've ever been to Beauty Bar. No. 14th Street between 2nd and 3rd. Okay. It's a smaller venue. And, like, there is something to be said with comedy with, like, a, like the stand, you know, gets everybody in there. Oh, mm-hmm. like the intimacy of yeah, it. The intimacy right, yeah, the intimacy of it. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> like, so it's kind of good that way. So I'm going more for an intimate vibe with, like, sort of higher, okay. you know, yeah, uh, hiring cool. comedians. I and guess. you like to so the new place is definitely working out better. Oh now? yeah, the beauty bar is great. I mean, the grizzly pair was great too. We had a long term relationship, but <laughs> but um, it just uh, it's just a little easier with the more intimate vibe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you feel as if social media has helped or hindered the comedy landscape for you? For me. For you. Because uh, I know for each person is different for sure. Right. I'm always trying to get a feel for. Uh, I think Twitter is really I'm not go- sure what's going on with Twitter because I feel <laughs> like I feel like if you got in at the beginning and grew a big following, you're good. But just to try to build now on Twitter, I just don't think is really happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like tweeting just because the jokes are, you know, you can get a short joke sure, in yeah. there, which is kind of good for me. But I always feel like pressure with social media, like I should be tweeting more. You know, I should be tweeting five, six times a day, something, um, especially if my goal is to write for some, you know, it's right, for them to right. see 
So that's where I'm trying to get up to. Even if I don't have 97,000 followers, like, they'll see, like, I produce a lot of stuff. Right. Um, I just feel, and then, like, there's self-promotion. I don't like any of the, I mean, it's just, I'm not a big self-promoter, which is it's not good. <laughs> like, some people just seem to know how to do it. Right. Um, and I'm not always sure I know how to do it. So I think, yeah. And I don't know where it's all going. Like, I just, how could you follow everyone you're, you, like, follow on Twitter? You hours just a day. Yeah. Like, literally it's hours. It's like a like second job, I think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just feel like a lot of my fans are yeah. not tw- Twitter followers. Um, and yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Fair it enough. works like yeah. that. Yeah. But, but you feel like YouTube would be a good thing for you, especially since you're writing. Yes. I feel like I need to get some short videos on there. And what I'd like to do is, you know, I feel like sometimes people do, even with podcasts, they'll do one. And then it's like, well, are you going to do another? Like, do a series or be very serious about making sure it comes out so people know when to right. find it. Right. So doing like a 12-piece, like, web series, short. Um, to, to sort of get some interest going with that. <laughs> kind of like a funny or die thing. Yeah, sort of like that. Which I love. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Have you looked into it to the point where you are ready to start producing that? Or um, like I'm in the written, beginning or? stages too. Okay. So uh, yeah, so that should be cool. I'm, I just think that's sort of where I need to to yeah. go to. And I think that like YouTube would be really good for your humor. Yeah. Because it is. I think so too. Part of it's visual. Like a lot of yes. your stuff is so mm-hmm. visual. Yes. For me, like. You know, you got to focus on who your audience is. Right. Like, white straight guys are not necessarily my audience. It's like Comedy Central is a quadrant, and mm-hmm. you got to be in a quadrant. And if you're in all the quadrants, great, but they don't necessarily care. It's the same thing with me. Like, I'm not saying I don't. It's not, I'm not saying I don't want white straight guys not laughing at me. I don't. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. But like, that's not my core. Right people who like me i don't know i'm a white straight guy i thought you were great that night at oh, Caroline's. Well, like you, seriously thanks. see but so you, you got know. one i know i got one <laughs> i got one yes, but one. it's usually like <laughs> right you know so and that's okay like you know you're not gonna play all over right yeah yeah, yeah. all right i got one more for you is it a dog? Oh, it sure was. Oh and it just ran past where I'm sitting. <laughs> that was the best part. A rat just I almost runs across your lap, and you're like, is it a dog? <laughs> a girl well, can dream, right? Hello, how do you do, sir? It's a 10-year-old just and walked now into just a kid. Hi, how you doing? Yeah. All right, we got one more here <laughs> because I could tell the world is like just imploding it's, on itself it's right now. Right? Yeah, coming at you can tell the sun's starting to go down. There's Central a lot Park happening here. All of a sudden, I tried to. You know, I was walking in my subway, and I, on the steps were like three pigeons. Boy, did I tell them who was boss? I mean. <laughs> I was like, you are not taking the F train. It's not <laughs> happening for you. This patrons. isn't for you. <laughs> did they actually move for you? Because I feel like they're just as bad as the homeless. They did, but they were they very um, <laughs> aggressive, like, kind of, like, where well, I'm going to come at you, lady. But then they didn't. <laughs> oh, that is a dog. Okay, Okay, good. good. So I got a dog, so All right, we're good. so you want, you're, you're like, you know, one on one My right checklist now. is empty. <laughs> okay. We have Liz. I had a rat. I, mean, I had a dog. Rat, I, just balls on that rat. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. It's typical New York experience, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. It's the weird. It's the people who listen back in Pennsylvania, like Nikki's friends and stuff, that are going to be like, "There was a rat running around." Yeah. Well, it's true. <laughs> so, all right, last one for you. 
So, Caroline's famously names drinks after comedians. What would be the Liz Barrett? <laughs> what would be the Liz Barrett? Yeah. Well, it'd be kind of, I mean, my classic drink go-to at night is a uh, vodka soda with a splash of cranberry. Okay. And not every place understands a splash. I mean, a splash is really like a splash. A splash. Like, you often have to go to a gay bar for a splash. They okay. seem to understand. Or really high-end bars. Under, But... If my drink is all red, that's not a splash. It's too much. No. It's it's not a it's not a cranberry in vodka. But so <laughs> but that's sort of boring. I mean all maybe right. a rum punch. I like a rum punch. A rum punch. Okay. okay. Yes. That'd be good. yes. I d- I did. S- I never saw what was in the. Ing- I I saw that they named famous comedian drinks, but then I didn't never see what the ingredients were. So. Yeah. What did you get? I had the John Mulaney. They have a drink after John Mulaney. John Mulaney is blowing up. John yeah. Mulaney is huge right now. She loves John yeah. Mulaney. Because I love John Mulaney. You had the show on Fox. Yeah. He but has a drink at Caroline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I need a moment. You, uh, can't, ju- you can't judge the Fox show because he was a lot show, better. No, on the I know show. he's. Yeah. I don't he know was him. So much better I, yeah, on the yeah, yeah. Show. <laughs> Wait, they have a John Mulaney. Who yeah. else do they have? Oh no. Um. Oh my God, I don't even remember. They've got to have like Gilbert Godfrey. I think they did have. Yeah, they did have a Gilbert Godfrey. I think like. I think they had an Amy Schumer. Of course. I think. Yeah, um, I don't remember what the other What was ones in were. them? The John Mul- What did like, I say? Like, would the my John drink Mulaney be too was? boring to have a drink named No, after? no. Okay. no they no weren't all like. Way. Cray, no, cray, and you the know. John Mulaney was terrible. Like, I'm just telling you. Like, it sounded kind of good, but I forget what it was, but. Oh, God. It was like something with vodka and. It was a lot of alcohol. It was a lot. And I wonder it, if they consult with the comedians or just are like. Or just like they just name it on their own. I don't know. I would love it if they made a drink for you that was made something with coffee. I know. That would be that so would ironic. Be good. <laughs> coffee. Like an espresso martini. Yeah. That would be perfect. Really? Yes. That would be good. With like the two different kinds of like. I mean, people liquor. starting out in comedy need to know there is a huge coffee budget you need. Like every day, like around 4.30, I have to have coffee because it's the only way I can like. Go through the night. You spend a lot of money on coffee. You do. You just do. I just feel like in this city in general, you have to just to keep up with everything that's <laughs> going just, on. I Like, I got off the... I was like, I need something. Yeah, yeah that I was just a really Quite can't, a trip for can't. you, But, yeah, so that would be my drink. All right. Um, <laughs> with a splash. <laughs> with just splash. a splash. I mean, it really gets on my nerves, to be yeah. quite honest. It's just, just a, a splash. splash. Do you still get nervous? When you go on stage? Um, it depends really on the show. Like, I was very nervous before Caroline's. Um, not. It depends. If I read the audience that it might be rough, I kind of get nervous. But not so much anymore. Right. Like, not every single night, you know. That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't like that yeah, feeling. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> he did the comedy stuff. I'm like... Nope, I'm back here. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. brought her the one open mic, and she was like, oh, my God. She goes, that was crazy. She goes, you keep going back like, to this thing? And I'm like, this? keep going back to it. Yeah. <laughs> just Where? like, I feel so uncomfortable. Wait, I mean, there's open mics. And open mics? Oh, God, there's a Did you see this guy? <laughs> what is happening? What is he doing? I don't know. He's hungry. He's hunting. We don't us. know. It's the same rat. He's hunting us. Really, actually. <laughs> Might be. It was actually nice sitting in the park. Yes, it was. Except yeah. for the rat. Except for the rat, yeah. 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 And well. the little rat dog. I wasn't too keen on him. Yeah. Like, why it wasn't a lab, I, I don't know, but whatever. I thought rats were supposed to stay, like, I didn't know rats like to 
I don't know. Just run around in the open? Yeah, yeah, that's, I guess that's <laughs> They're domesticated my now. <laughs> so I'm on a burlesque show tomorrow. Nice. Um, and it's a special show with male burlesque dancers. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, they're going to be like, why are you here? <laughs> I don't understand. Is there a why theme we need for the night? Like a deadpan, like, lady comedian. I don't think so. I mean, the males is, is the thing, because usually they have females. Because I know sometimes they'll do like, oh, it's Star Wars night at Burlesque, or it's uh, that like... That sounds horrifying. Yeah, and it's weird. And then like they do like a whole theme thing, and everybody comes out in costume. I've never I been mean, to listen, one, but I've heard of it. People are crazed for it. Oh, yeah, I, I was on it. one show. Actually, it turned out really well, because I was just like, don't worry, sir, I'm not going to strip. It. <laughs> this is only five more minutes. Like, you know, you got to work. you got to address it. But um, but people are really crazy for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a big thing right My now. My husband and I are going out afterwards. I'm like, you have no interest in going to this first. He's like, not really. No. <laughs> I think it's going to be a crazy show. It's at Drum in Lower East Side. Okay. And, uh, yeah. All I right. feel like a lot of them happen in the Lower East Side, the burlesque stuff. Yes, my friends make fun of me because we're all older, and they're like, what is you with the Lower East Side? I'm like, that's where the shows are. you got to go. Right. I know a lot about the lo- – I mean, when I lived up in Harlem, the Lower East Side, like first and first, Jerry, where, where are we at? Like, no, that's not happening. Yeah. But now all the shows are there, and there's venues and blah blah. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Let's well, shut again, it down. thank you so oh, much. Oh, thank you so much. And good luck with everything. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> There we have it. So there's our interview with Liz Barrett. She was fantastic. She really was. And I got to say, just knowing that the running around that happened in the beginning of the sh- you know, before the show started taping yeah. yesterday. It was a hot mess. It really was. <laughs> For and all it, of us. And I sweat. Like, it was just hot out. I feel like when she came up to us, she was probably like, what the hell is it? Because I'm like dripping in sweat the yeah. whole entire time. And it was just kind of gross out. But then after we settled in, though. Like, the park was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It was, for the most part, pretty quiet, except for, like, the, you know, little tiny motorcycle gang of cops <laughs> that drove by on scooters. I like thought twice. When, I thought for sure when I heard them coming and I, like, looked and I saw them coming, like, there were three cop cars, like, three little cop cycles that came. And I was like, oh, goddammit, are we going to get kicked out? I'm like, but that would be really cool for the show. Like, that adds, like, street cred that, like, we wouldn't normally have. <laughs> <laughs> like, we have it now. Okay. Like, we're, we're not going to ever have it, I don't think. But, um, but I mean, for the most part, it was very quiet. It was a cool place to have an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, she was so accommodating. Yeah, she really was. And I think that, like, uh, you know, she had a show last night on top of this all. Yeah, the night before she had a show. And then she was going to a show after our podcast, after right. she taped with us. Yeah, and we got done recording. And the next thing you know, I go, what time is your show tonight? And she was like, it's in an hour. But it's in <laughs> Brooklyn. And I was like, holy crap, with the way the trains are. Yeah. That's like a lot. And I was like, I'm sorry, we kept you late. And she was like, oh, my God, don't worry about it. She was, she was very, yeah, very she cool. was really she great. Was great so thank you so much, Liz. Um, you know, it was awesome talking to you. And Heidi, of course, thanks for setting everything up. And, and we're sorry if we made you late to your show. But she was probably fashionably late. 
Can you be fashionably fashionably late when you're expected on stage? <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> yeah, so does Axl Rose, but whatever. <laughs> it works for him. <laughs> yeah, it does. But um, we promised that we would let you know um, when the anniversary show of Grin and Barrett is, and it'll be next month um, in July, and it's ev- it's the second... Every second Thursday of the month at Beauty Bar in New York, which is at 231 East 14th Street in Manhattan. And shows start at 8.30 p.m. And it's always free. Um, You know, of course, like there's probably like donations and stuff. So you better, you know, tip well and do, you know, be nice to people. Do your due diligence. Yes. So that is um, Grin and Barrett. (laughs) <laughs> Which is just such a good name. I love it. It's so funny. And I like when we were talking to her and we're like, <laughs> and she goes, people always ask me, they're like, you know, like, who's, who's the grin? grin? And she was like going, it's just the pun part of it. Yep. Like, it's just me. Because I feel like that's us. People yeah. might think like, well, like, who does this part of the show? And it's like, no, it's literally just <laughs> us because that's how this world works for yeah. the most part. People are dumb. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, our staff, and they're like, oh, how many people are in your staff? Just, you know, just the two of us. us for the most part. Yeah. Nikki is like 0.5 and you're like... <laughs> Three. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Nikki. (laughs) Whatever. So. So that's this week's show for you. Yeah. And we're going to have all of Liz's social media links and websites Mm -hmm. and stuff like that up on our website. In the show description. In our show description. So check it out. Because she really, man, just got to, you got to just check her out. If you like Bob Newhart. She's not like Bob Newhart, even though everybody like says she's like Bob Newhart. Yeah. But for the most part, I mean, we just got to get up enough of a following for her so that she can get her own drink at Caroline's. Yes. Because as you've heard, that might be a little bit of a soft spot for her right now. But just make sure that it has just a splash. And you better know what a splash of cranberry juice is. That's right. You better check yourself. <laughs> so, okay. So, if you would like to learn more about the high regard show check out our website at highregardshow.com and if you feel like emailing us please feel free to do so at highregardshow at gmail.com and of course you could find us on all social media at high regard show yeah we're not too hard to find now we're very easy we're easy <laughs> easy peasy like sunday morning so apparently from the sounds of our voices, you could tell we're already in vacation mode. So we're just going <laughs> to sign off and like literally fly into the sunset. On a big old jet plane with lots and lots of free drinks at the end. <laughs> yeah. With two, with a transfer and then like a, a van ride to the middle of like some island. Whatever. It'll be cool anyway. We're actually going to record from the island next week. So check out that show. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be hearing our drunken debauchery going on (laughs) so that should be interesting all right well thanks for listening everybody good night everyone